Welcome to Kingdom Testimony. This is Lisa. It is Monday, May 2nd, 2022. And I don't know about where you are, but it's a beautiful day here. It's going to be like 82 degrees. There's no wind. The skies are clear. Um, it's not hazy. It's just a clear, calm, beautiful day. We don't get hardly any of those anymore. So, all right, I'll just leave that there. <clears throat> I'm on uh, January 1st of 2019 of the testimony of what happened with me in 2018 and early 2019. So we're getting to the point where we're going to be wrapping this up. Um. A lot of the things I've tried to only portray things that give glory to God. It isn't about me. I'm trying not to make it about what happened to me. Like, you know, not, I guess I'm not trying to just tell a story, <clears throat> but to give a testimony of what the Lord has done in my life. And hopefully it will encourage others. So I started January 3rd. Well, I actually started late 2017. But this really took off January 3rd of 2018. And now I'm a year later in the testimony. But through that year, the Lord started opening my eyes. And that's why I call it the awakening of 2018. Um, the Lord started really opening my eyes as to what was going on in my life and what was going on in the world. In the world, I mean in the spiritual. Because as we know, in 2018, it was life as usual. And something that the Lord has pointed out to me just recently is that he has these notebooks and I, I have I've only given um, the highlights of the notebooks there's things in there that he has shown me that you know I I, I guess I kind of question him I was like okay that's that's kind of different but now in this year 2022 he will have me go back and and you know, just kind of look through a certain part. And through that, I can see, oh, yeah, you were kind of revealing things to get me ready for what's going on now. So <clears throat> throughout 2018, um, I started seeing a lot of uh, visions and things. And I have, I've been a Christian, you know, I, I became a Christian in, I don't know, like, 1985 or 6 and I I every now and then I would see something and I'm like oh wow or I would have a dream and it's like oh that's from the Lord and me and my sister would both you know experience that and so when they started amping up and I was seeing you know more and more visions and having more and more dreams that were from the Lord and he just for some reason he picked for me, he picked the year 2018. 
And I don't know if he's going to work in tens in my life because the year 1998 was a big one. The year 2008 was a big one. And I'm talking about spiritual as far as trials. But seeing him work in my life. And 10 years later, 2018 was a big one. I really, I don't know if, I, if I'm anticipating the year 2028 being a big one. I guess maybe I am. But uh, that's only six years away. So we'll see what happens then. But in... Uh, it came to a climax in July of 2018 <clears throat> where I just had to leave. Um, me getting close to the Lord and spending hours a day with the Lord while my husband was at work, I, I still spent time with him. But he was seeing a change in me. A big change. And he at, got to the point at the end of July he just didn't want any part of it. Um, and he, he was getting kind of, I wouldn't say mean, but, I mean, he was just shutting off like, no, no, I, if this is the way you're going to be, I don't want any part of it. I don't want any part of you. I don't want a part of any of it. And that's why I left. First part of August, I left. I came back in September. We patched things up. Um, October, we went to Israel. <clears throat> November, we bought a house out in the country. We'd been living in an apartment in Fargo. Bought a house out in the country in North Dakota. December, we got the grandkids and set up guardianship, temporary guardianship. So that's where we are. January 1st of 2019, we have the kids on a 30-day temporary guardianship. And we had to go into court you know, with the dad of the kids. And these are my husband's grandkids through his daughter. So this is what we were going through. We had just come back from a Christmas up by the Canadian border, and that was in the last episode, where the Lord had found us an old school that had been closed down for years. It was only being rented out to, like, hunters during hunting season, and it was being used as a, it was a very tiny, tiny town, very small town. You could probably throw a rock from end to end. But um, they opened it up for us, and we had the whole run of the school, and then there was Christmas decorations set up in the gymnasium, which the kids had access to, and they were turned on all the time. They went 24-7. I mean, I suppose it was too much to turn them on and shut them, you know, shut them down. These were all the big blow-up kind. And it was just like a winter wonderland. And it was so neat how the Lord gave us that because we were going through such a hard time with the kids. So we got back and also um, I spoke about the passing of my little dog, which was... New Year's Eve, December 31st, but January 3rd, 2019, the Lord kept impressing on me new beginnings, new beginnings. And I remember one of the times I went with my sister to the revival gatherings, seminars, whatever they were in Minneapolis, I had gotten a prophecy 
And this one lady was saying, I just see you doing new things and lots of freedoms. You'll just go here and go there and you'll have all kinds of freedom and you just new things coming for you. And I was like, well, that's not me now. So um, the Lord was showing me at the beginning of January, which made sense, new things, lots of new things. Um, January 6th, um, I kept having like flashbacks of places in Arizona, you know, and I, and I was thinking, I wonder if I'm ever going to come back to Arizona. You know what I mean? I just, it's where my kids are. It's my, kind of my hometown type of thing. I'm just always wondered. You know, would I ever live here again? I still had the property here. Obviously, I, I did because that's where I'm at. Um, and then the Lord kept reminding me, I've made you promises. I have made you promises in the past. And I have not forgotten about those promises. And part of the promises was that I would be living near my kids again. And that part has come to pass. Okay, so... I don't want to get ahead of myself. Um, let's see. <clears throat> On January 8th, I had a vision. And I was continuing. Now, we had the kids. I got them enrolled in school. So the bus would come out to our place. We're living in this, this old farmhouse that, that I was doing a lot of work to while... The kids were in school and my husband was at work. I was like stripping the floors. It was old floors. I mean, it was so much work needed to be done. And we did a lot of it before we moved in, to, you know, to get it clean for the kids and everything. But there was just a lot to do. <coughs> so in between times of that, I was still listening to a lot of worship music, doing a lot of praying, doing a lot of studying, and a lot of, uh, you know, teaching videos and things. January 8th, I had a vision. It was a profile. Jesus is on the left, and I am on the right. His image is consuming mine. But it wasn't an image, in quotation marks. It was an alive thing happening, melding together, but his action and me yielding to it. It's like his face and mouth was doing the melding of mine. And I wrote Wonder of Wonders. <clears throat> and reading that now, I can picture it. I forgot about it, but I can picture it. And that's why the Lord has me keep coming, coming back to these notebooks. Because with so much happening... There, I wrote, I wrote it again. He said, I am breathing my words into you. You speak with your mouth, you breathe with your nose. I'm breathing my words into you. <clears throat> and then he, oh yeah, he reminded me that he had asked me to work for him. And I still had not gone back to work. I finally got a hold of um, my supervisor and I said, I'm, I'm not coming back. You know, we have the kids. It looks like we're going to have the kids for a long time. I can't drive an hour 
you know, and be on call and that sort of thing. And the kids were going through, um, like, counseling. And, <clears throat> and it, I mean, kids get sick and, and kids need things. And their schools needed things. And All right. <clears throat> so now we're in the middle of January. And um, my daughter had moved. <clears throat> Excuse me. My daughter had moved from Arizona also to North Dakota with her fiance. And I think I had spoken about that before and said that it was relevant. Um, and so he, her and him were living up in Montana, you know, and she was calling me here and there and she's like, we're, you know, we're not finding work and we're, we're kind of, not really agreeing on what, you know, what to do at this point. She was just kind of keeping me informed. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just, I'll just be, uh, I'll just be praying for you guys. And um, <clears throat> so that's what was going on on her front. And so in mid-January, we were just... We were just going, going along, doing stuff with the kids. They were getting all settled in. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. We would put the kids to bed at night. So when I had them, you know, I would, I would read the Bible with them. And then every single night when we put them to bed, um, so that they weren't afraid. Now, their bedroom was upstairs in this old farmhouse. And we were downstairs, so they were just kind of like, um, this is kind of spooky up here. So we would go up there, and my husband would go in my our grandson's bedroom and pray with him while I was in with the girls. And then we would switch, and then he would go in and pray with the girls, and I would pray with um, our grandson. And the rooms were pretty small, and they would just goof around if we, we tried to do everybody all at once, and it, it was just too much goofing around. Um, but what was neat is when we would pray with the kids, and we would get them talking about God and about Jesus, and, and we just kept, you know, keeping that forefront, they were having dreams about God and Jesus and angels. Um, <clears throat> our grandson at one point, I was talking with him as, as he was laying in bed and he was seven years old, pretty young, you know, and, and I, I was, um, he was having, he said he had had something bad happen that day. I can't remember what. And I said, well, let's just pray that you have good thoughts and good images in your mind and so he closed his eyes and I said, just ask Jesus to give you a good image or something, something good to look at in your mind. And he started laughing and I said, what are you laughing at? And he said, I see a water puddle, but the water drops in it are dancing. And he was laughing. 
And I said, well, that's neat. That's living water. I mean, just so cute, so cute. And things like that were happening with the girls, too. They were having dreams about Jesus and, you know, and it, it helped so much. And I said, like I said, this is a testimony about, about what the Lord has done, you know. So, um, <clears throat> January 16th, I wrote down, um, I had a vision, a compartment of heavenly atmospheric praise in framed boxes. It was angelic and there was kids and the grandkids. And then I wrote, the Lord takes very serious the worship of the kids. It is shielded and therefore compartmentalized. That's cool. And we joined the church in that small town. And of course, all we could find, I think, I think it was a Lutheran church. Not knocking any denominations. <clears throat> and, um, and we got the kids active in the church. And, and they were just loving it. And the Lord just kept, he kept impressing on me. Um, the Lord kept impressing on me that they would take this with them. And at that point, he started saying to me um, things like, they're, you know, like, you're not going to have them forever. Um, now, my husband at the time did not want the kids to go back and I can understand it because his daughter wasn't involved and he didn't you know he didn't know what was going on and I told him I said what the Lord is impressing on me that the kids aren't going to be with us forever and he did not like that you know and I said well we can't we can't keep them if we're not supposed to keep them and I suppose he's thinking you know we went through all that tr this trouble we bought this house we saw what you know what we had to do before um and I said I you know I, I don't know what to tell you we I just don't think that we're gonna have them all that long um so Around the 20th of January, um, I wrote this. I'm not going to read it ahead of time. I'm not exactly sure what it says. I will try not to be too choppy as I edit as I read it. But it looks like something important, so I'm going to read it. I said, Father, I can't do anything about my role in your end time plan. That has already been predetermined. All I can do is ask for more of you, more of your Holy Spirit, for discernment to get through it. I'm going to stop asking why and just accept what your plan is for these last days. I ask that you forgive me for my arrogance and pride. You show me things and my flesh wants to exalt itself because of it. I think because of that undealt with pride, I should have attacked it more vigorously, like Paul said. I will have trouble. I ask, please, for your grace and mercy as these events unfold. The earth has no clue what is coming. 
Okay, this is January 20th, 2019. So the year before <clears throat> the COVID and all that stuff broke out. And I could just sense that he was telling me, you know, to, to get ready. And then people I had been watching on YouTube uh, can't quit talking about it. It seemed to be tossed around a bit, still hoping to catch a glimpse, any glimpse of you, your son, the bridegroom. I don't yet understand my role. I guess my role is just simply to follow you. I pray for the husband and the kids you've given me. My allegiance is to you, and I feel that you will take care of them if something happens to me. I don't know why, but I just feel I should write you this letter. All of people's hopes and dreams are just that. We never know what will come of anything. I want to run this race to please you. I've had so many aspirations. Most didn't amount to much. Why did I always feel like I had to accomplish so much and do so many different things? Jesus, it is you I want. I don't know how to express my yearning to see you, know you, have you know me. It has been my life goal. I thought it was unattainable, but it's not. The physical things of this world are only examples or symbols of the spiritual. You are the groom, we are your bride, your elect. Come, Lord Jesus. Is the door shut? Did I make it in? I was nearing the opening last year. Did I, please? I guess I don't know what else to say. What else can I say? Maybe it's time to be still before you. Fear of the Lord. My words fail me. So um, I just felt that I should read that. Um... January of 2019, like I said, was, was when I started realizing that the, the world had changed. And I knew that the kids would go back with their dad. <clears throat> and it seemed like he was doing pretty good. He was angry. And that's what my husband didn't like, is how angry he was on how this all took place. He wanted us to take the kids for a brief time. Um, he didn't want the county involved, but that was the way it had to go because of the paperwork, and he couldn't understand that. So, um, all right, I have to get the next notebook. Okay, so now we're on January 21st. Um, and the thing about the moons that took place in January and February of 2019 was very significant in the spiritual. And I knew the Lord was telling me it was very significant. January 20th, right before I wrote that letter, I wrote, the moon is circling the house. First it was doing the halo thing on January 17th. Now it's almost completely made a circle. Last night out the bedroom window to the south and now out the west window. It's creepy. Tonight is the super blood wolf moon. It's like there's been an axis shift. Like when Jesus died. Silence in heaven. And that's what I wrote the day before, January 21st, 1.30 a.m. 
The Lord woke me up to see the big full moon right above my pillow, unveiled of clouds. They were talking about the super blood wolf moon. It was cloudy all night, except on the way home from, um, oh, we had been up north. Um, so the Lord is showing me, and I used to like watching the full moon at night. Like if there, especially if there was clouds, it was so neat to see the clouds going in and out of the full moon. And so that's what I'm referring to. And in our bedroom, our bedroom window that um, I always had to have the bed pushed up against the window. To me, the stars is a headboard. And that's how I have it now, too. Um, so that was the January full moon. And the one in February um, was the game changer. Uh, but right now, now we're getting ready for for uh, the next court hearing for the kids. But on January 22nd, I woke up 4 o'clock in the morning. I said, there's been another kingdom shift. Now, I don't know what these things mean. The Lord was just really impressing hard on me. Um, and so I was just writing it as I felt it, especially at 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock, whatever. Uh, January 22nd, Lord, you showed me things would start changing after Tinker died. That was a, our dog that died New Year's Eve. I'm not sure what you meant, but I want to be ready. And then that's when I wrote, there's been another kingdom shift. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking till the day Noah entered the ark and knew not till the flood came came and took them all away. We are the chosen generation. That's what it will be like. Those who have not will be forced to go by to feed their children. They'll go to the store and they'll need the chip, beast system, implant. This is just what I was writing. His second coming will be like the first. Uh, this generation shall not pass away. <clears throat> okay, and then the Lord said the door is shut. I don't know what that means. All right, January 23rd. Um, at 11.30 p.m., my husband was sleeping, and I remember this very well. I was laying there. And I wrote, I just felt a flash of heat go across my face and the inside of my lower lip is tingling. It was like a breath across my face. Very interesting. Um, and 1.23, 3 o'clock in the morning, the corruptible putting on the incorruptible. That's what I heard when I woke up. All right. <clears throat> so now we are at January 24th. And again, he's letting me know that the kids aren't going to be with, with us forever. And he gave me Isaiah 40, 11. He gently guides those that are with young. 
So he's letting me know that whatever happens with the kids, that he will gently guide whoever has them. Um, and then those, those things are a little too personal to read. Um, and the kids were pretty much really set in with us. Um, all right. Oh, yes, and then the next day, <clears throat> the Lord impressed on you um, putting all aside for him because he would even if it costs you everything he did and then the Lord said they love you guys they just want to go home they're halfway there they were having visits with their dad and it was going really well but again like I said my husband did not want it to happen all right January 26th I heard purging the planet. There must now be the balancing of the scales. I already know my sheep. Psalm 91. Hmm. My bride is already lifting herself off the earth. The earth groans and releases her awaits her manifestation. Hmm. Like I said, these are just things I wrote. <clears throat> All right, January 27th, I was, I caught a flu bug. I was very sick. And... All right, and now here we are on the last day of January, 2019. Um, <clears throat> I was just looking at, I had, a, uh, I had a Bible study with the grandkids around the kitchen table. Um, we did an exercise that um, shows, like, their giftings. And the oldest one, the girl, I think she's, like, I think she turned 13 this day. Revelation. Revelation was hers. And a door no man can shut. The middle girl, she's eight, praise and power. That was her gifts. And then the little boy, wisdom. And I wrote wisdom. Such wisdom. That kid had so much wisdom. It was amazing. And, and then I wrote down a vision I had yesterday morning. A glowing warrior running the race, fighting the fight, going from task to task, not looking back, not worried about nor embroiled in the things, matters, or conflicts of this world. Only Jesus and the mission he's been given. That's neat. I, and as I read those things, they kind of come back, you know. Um, so we're at the end of January. 
And we, we had at this point just had another hearing at the court and we had the kids um, placed back with us for a limited time. And um, that is where we were at with the kids. So, and you know, it was, it was very tense. This is a, this is very hard on a marriage. <laughs> As m some may know, it's very hard on a marriage, you know, to do foster kids, um, guardianship, whatever, you know, all of these changes, me and my husband had been together since 2011. We got married in 2012, like over a year later. And then up until 2017, everything was peaches and cream. It was going so well. And then we don't know why things happen. All of, the, all of a sudden, the Lord's like, okay, time for a change. We're just going to change everything, whether it's our health, our family, affairs, whatever happens, you know. Um, he just changes it. He's like, no, it's, sorry. It's just all going to change right now. And, but I'm doing this because I need you to see me. I want you to depend on me and rely on me. Don't get caught up in the world. Remember who you're going to spend eternity with. You know, choose me. So we don't always understand all these things, but this is my testimony on the way it happened to me. So we have February, March, and April. I think we can all tidy it all up. So um, with that, I pray you have a blessed day and get out there and enjoy the day. And worship God. Do some worship today. Read some Bible verses today. Um, what I've been doing lately is reading by the Bible out loud. And I've just, I've just noticed such an atmospheric change around me. So that's what I encourage you to do. And thanks for listening. Thank you to the, to the handful that are faithful listeners. I really appreciate it. You know, I, I'm going to speak for God, no matter if any, if, even if nobody's listening, but I appreciate those of you who are. So I just want you to know I love you. I pray for you. And Jesus loves you too. Have a good day.